Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio, simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness-filled broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UDR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory and like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. Good evening. Thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. This is the Urban Glory Radio where I'm your host, Reverend LaVon Breland. Thank you for listening. And we're going to be discussing our continual theme of things, the overcoming way. And we're still on volume six, I believe. And we're talking about the overcoming mandate, reviewing what we've talked about in months past, and then also bringing into um, a season of faith, an era of faith, where we indulge into the wisdom pertaining to faith. So as we look to the Word of God today, we're going to surmise this series on overcoming mandate, and then we're going to get into and hopefully introduce the new series in the month, um, in the coming months on um, overcoming by faith in the operation of God. And so I definitely want you to tune in. Let's pray and not delay. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and God, giving me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We have been discussing the overcoming way, and it has been our affirmation and pursuit to know God more intimately so we can serve him more faithfully, awakening core values that establishes our convictions on the advantages that we have as a result of overcoming through Jesus Christ in the overcoming way. And so what we've done is answer things systematically, establishing God's word as final authority, and this has produced in us a volume of study of through overcoming the sin, overcoming the world, and overcoming by faith. And we all do that through the lens of our theology, our God logic, as a result of us acquainting ourselves with the presence, the power, and the person of God. We have come out with thoughts that particularly focuses us and funnels the, um, causes us to function in line with his will. And that's really what our theology is. It's a functional uh, discipline involving the reflection on faith and belief in the life of a Christian as its advantages and the importance of establishing those convictions as commandments and characters characteristics around the discovered reflections that we've received from the presence of God. It is the God logic. And so I want to review just our theology in this last portion um, by by really giving us principles and strategies to live by, answering one particular question, what does overcoming demand? Because, see, at first we have to embrace it as a theology. We have to say, listen, God's plan, God's mind is revealed 
in in him embedding in us. You get what I'm saying? In him awakening in us the need to experience this overcoming uh, um, uh, sensation that we have in our hearts. Now let's go to uh, Romans 8. Amen. Let's just give a little foundation of the word today. Um, but it's a simple outline, and so I'm kind of slowing down a little bit just for the sake of review and highlight. But you got to give this in your DNA. And everything that involves theology and the overcoming re- resolves a logic, a sequence, a, a set of, of, of standards that can be proven over and over and over again. That's what you need. You need you need something where uh, that that is at work within you that can spark this revolution called overcoming. So we're not just singing, "We shall overcome, we shall overcome someday," but we will change our song to "We have overcome, we have overcome by faith." Amen. And so you know, I was, was trying to sing, but I just wanted to make certain that we have. Uh, an excitement and a zeal about overcoming. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, First John 5, 4. And so uh, it is our pursuit to really embody these, these core principles that awaken this advantage that we have. And you have to see overcoming as a, a set advantage that you have over the world, a set advantage that causes you to succeed over sin, a set example that it causes you to live by faith and not by sight. And these things um, are embedded in, in the reality of who we are, what we have, and what we can do. And we must always remind ourselves of who we are, what we have, and what we can do. The scripture lets us know that I reckon that the present sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed, not on us, not with us, but in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing, but by reason of him who hath subjugated of the same in hope. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of the corruption of the glorious liberty of the children of God. As a result of us knowing who we are. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth and pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which are the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to whip the redemption of our body. And it says, We are saved by hope, for hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But we hope for that which we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth us our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings and with um that which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth the mind of the Spirit because it maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This is the plan of God and the power of God and the person of God at work. And we know that all things work together for them 
for the good of them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknew he did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among really brethren. See, see, this passage is letting us know that there's a work with us. It is more of whom he did predestinate to them he also called, and whom he called he also justified, and those whom he justified them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things if God be for us? Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how much, um, um, how shall he not also freely give us all things? Who will lay anything against God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? Is it is it Christ that died? Yea, rather he um yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God who maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or darkness? or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, no, in all these things we are more than, what are we, more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have a consolation. We have a blessed assurance that Christ in us Knowing who we are, what we have, what do, who are we? We are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What do we have? We've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness in um, um, in Christ Jesus. Now let's go to Ephesians and, and and read these scriptures. And these are just some foundation scriptures. Romans eight um, was one of them. But let's go to the Church of Ephesus. And, of course, uh, and I'll tell you, just to give you a hint, in the next series, we're going to begin in Colossians. And, you know, when he wrote to the Col Church of Colossae, was also parallel. You can parallel that with the Church of Ephesus because he was in Rome at the time in prison writing both of those uh, letters to the church. Uh, they, they both have a passionate parallel effect uh, of the pre preeminence of Christ and the purpose of Christ's coming and also the, 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 the prescribed order of how we thrive with our new life in Christ. It is our new creation reality manifested and depicted to us in the scriptures, those scriptures uh, that, that help us have confidence in God, that characterizes our faith, that enables us to move, live, and have our being in Christ. And so if it, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We are more than conquerors. So, so this is what the theology builds itself on. All of these inherited promises and blessings that we have through the Lord Jesus awakens in us a revolution within our souls, within our bodies, within our circumstances. <clears throat> and we approach everything by the power that makes us triumphant in Christ. Amen? And so the Bible says in Ephesians 1, 3, it said, Blessed be the God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us 
us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and, and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us according to the adoption of his children by Jesus Christ to himself according to his good pleasures of his will to a praise and glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted and beloved. God loves us. He accepts us. He transforms us. He completes us in whom we have redemption through his blood. This is the Lord Jesus. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known the mysteries of his will according to his good pleasures which he purposed within himself that he in the dispensation of the fullness of time might gather all in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and that which is on the earth, even in him. This is an inward work. This is an inward stability that is fortified by the Holy Spirit that enables us to live confidently knowing who we are. And the scripture goes, uh, in whom ye also have trusted after ye have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after ye believed ye were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which is of the earnest inheritance unto the redemption, which is purchased as the purpose his possession unto the praise and glory. Wherefore also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is your faith. You've been blessed. You've been endowed. You've been empowered. You know who you are. You know what you have. You know what you can do. This is your faith. This is what the scripture says. He says, in love, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God in our, of our Lord Jesus Christ and Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the hope of his will to this calling, and the riches of his glory of the inheritance in the saints. This is an inward work. This is an inward stability. This is an internal uh, rejuvenation that is re that's resurrecting us into the reality of our redemption, into the reality of our righteousness, into the reality of our reconciliation with God. And if you don't have this as your logic, if you don't have this as your life pattern, then you're going to miss out on experiencing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But see, overcoming demands some things. It's a mandate within us to say that the greater is he that's within us than he that's within the world. It's a mandate to say that to live is Christ and to die is gain. That I no longer live, but the life that I live, I live now by the faith of the Son of God. It is an overcoming to, to a mandate that says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery.